0: I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Link candles repentance and prayer i will guide you through implementing each of these help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them we both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on jesus during easter and it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for but i get it we've never been shown how My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Praise God, the light of the world. The first week we are going to break apart our daily prayer prompt because Lent is traditionally known as a season of prayer and repentance. We will start every day with the same way in the same way, praising God, repenting of sin, asking for others and ourselves, yielding to God, then waiting and listen, listening. We do this to deepen our relationship with God, a relationship that's all about him and not based on our knowledge of him or, how, or our works. Question: How has a lack of communication affected a relationship you've had or have? How has a consistent communication affected a relationship? Today, we will focus on praising God and tomorrow on repentance. On Thursday, we study asking for others and ourselves. And then on Friday, we move toward yielding to God. Remember, you can do this study in whatever order you want to, though. So you can bundle it all in one day. It does not have to be done on those days listed. Before we do that, let's first look at prayer as a whole. Your head likely knows and believes these things already. However, we want our hearts to be refreshed in hope through prayer. Question. How would you honestly describe your prayer life? Question. Do you feel confident or insecure with prayer? Why? Let's look at what the Bible says about prayer. Write what you learn about prayer from each of these verses. Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Romans 12.12 Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Ephesians 6.18 and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Philippians 4, six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Colossians 4.2 Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 pray continually at the time of writing this study i was in the midst of a lot of unknowns question are you in a season of unknown how so a few months ago i went to the doctor because i felt off my doc knowing i'm the opposite of a hypochondriac ran some tests just to see if anything was going on the first round came back abnormal so they ran another to double check things that's when i got the call that had taken over our lives the past couple of months Mrs. Kaiser, we are going to need to refer you to an oncologist. Your numbers went up from the last test. Shocked, all I could blurt out was, I'm sorry, what? She repeated, Your numbers are just mildly elevated, but enough that we need you to be seen by a specialist. So many questions, so many fears, and if I'm being honest, which I promised to be throughout this study, all I could pray was, Please Lord, not cancer. Your will and way is best, I believe. Help my unbelief. Oh crap. Only Jesus. I repeated these words again and again and again. I took refuge in the honest prayers uttered by King David in the Psalms, Jesus in the garden Matthew 26, and the father wanting his son to be healed in Mark 9:24. Finally I sat before the oncologist as it looked as he looked over my most recent test and said we will do further testing, but it looks like it could be one of two things: a rare blood disorder that's easily treated or leukemia. Leukemia. It wasn't at all what I had expect how I expected that first appointment to go. Again, I questioned the medical professionals as if they don't know what they are doing and my questions could change their assumptions. I'm sorry, but you actually think I could have cancer? To which he flatly said, "Yes." He followed it up to say that some people test higher in all these areas and it's nothing. So it could be that too, but that is very rare. More waiting, more repeating my prayer strain. Every moment of every day was clouded with this unknown. Every dance party with my three little girls, every date night with my husband, every time I sat to write this Lent study, every time I met with friends or worshiped at church, I believed Jesus could heal me. I actually believed he could take this away. I also knew from the Gospels that sometimes he allows things to happen that we will never like or understand. Finally, the day came, and with my heart literally pounding out of my chest, I heard the doctor say, not cancer. But I'm still waiting in the unknown. I've been transferred to another specialist, and now we just wait to see what is going on. Unknowns are hard. The hardest part of the unknown is the darkness. So many have asked me how I'm feeling now that I know it's not cancer. Truth, I'm struggling more today than I was before hearing not cancer. The unknown is so much harder for me, at least, because it's so out of my control. I know leukemia would not have been awesome, so please don't hear that I'd prefer that. However, there was comfort in an unusual sense of control and having what's happened to me narrowed down. Now we are back in the unknown. Question. Question. How does the darkness of your unknown make you feel? Question. How does it affect how you follow Christ? Prompt. Read John 8.2 and write it out below. Correction. John 8.12 John 8.12 When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Our only way out of the darkness is Jesus. I don't say that as an easy Christian default answer. I say that because it's truth, my friend. Jesus never promised us a lack of unknown or darkness. He simply promised us light in the darkness. One thing I love about Lent and Advent is we get to physically experience the light of Christ as we use candles. Watch, Listen to the introduction for more information on Lent Candles. Right now, if you have them, go ahead and light all seven candles. Today, we praise God because He is light. Each day of this study, we will start it with praising God, acknowledging who He is, what He's done, and what He will do. When we do this, the unknowns of our lives don't feel as dark. When we focus on the light and less on our unknowns, our lives are filled with hope. Spend the rest of today praising God in the following areas. Prompt. Ways he's worked in the Bible. Prompt. Ways he's worked in your past. Prompt. What you see today has created things. Prompt. For the people he has placed in your life. Prompt. For healing, big or small. Prompt. When he said no or did something you didn't like at the time. Prompt. When he said yes or amazed you with what he did at the time prompt for your daily provisions prompt anything else at the end of each day i always leave you with the what should i do how can you apply what you have learned today james 122 and who should you tell what is something you can share about today and who should you share this with My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through His final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday, because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearersanddoerspodcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final days episode.